Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 22nd of January. 22nd. We are almost done with the month of this year. And today's show, it's a huge show because I had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago about narcissism. She just ended another relationship that she has had, and she keeps repeating herself, and she doesn't know why she was attracted to someone who has this. She has two grown children. Both are successful. Both graduated from college. She did it on her own. All of these things going on and yet she felt bad for herself because she just did not know what attracted her. Well, there's a lot of clues and and I have to say, I actually started to do a little research on relationships with somebody who has a narcissistic tendency or has the disorder full-blown and how to make those relationships work. Because there has to be some kind of energy exchange for that relationship to still be a relationship. It's easy to just cut down a narcissist to to the side and to talk about them over and over again and how bad they are. But I'm not interested in how bad anybody is. I'm more interested in why. Why are they that way? And then why are you there? especially if you find yourself there over and over again. Because obviously that first interaction felt so big, so huge, so real. There had to be something there that made you feel like this person is the end all for your your life, your time. And our most precious asset is our time, and that's what we give them. And we give them a lot of it. And they give us initially a lot of it, too. So there's something in there hopeful for both people. Labeling somebody and casting them off to the side is the easiest thing to do because we can judge all day long because we haven't done our own work. So it's easy to dump that on somebody. But let's say you're there and you want to stay there. I know people who don't want to leave. They may like what this person contributes to the relationship and they don't need anymore. But they're saying that loving a narcissist can be rewarding as well as difficult. So if you really love a man or a woman and the relationship works for the most part, what can you do to help your love last? Because in a relationship with a narcissist, 
there are going to be a lot of questions, and they're going to start with the people around you. They're going to start with the people around you having energy exchanges with your partner and realizing, realizing that something is off just by how they may talk about you. They may inadvertently, in a weird way, do a backhanded insult, you know, where you can't tell it's an insult, but you think, wow, that was an odd thing to say. And it probably was. And they may talk to you about it, and you may feel defensive, like, oh, no, he or she really is great. And they do this for me, and that, you know, and you start trying to prove the relationship. So then the energy exchanges between you and your partner must still be fruitful enough for you to fight for that person, for you to feel loyal to them, and for you to stay. It may even feel romantic that they go out of their way to call a restaurant and make previous plans and have it all kind of unfold to you even though it may be for their attention, they're wanting to be known to be this great person. The fact that you accept it keeps you there. The fact that you you may like it. You may know it doesn't go below skin deep, but you may like it. So the responsibility of why we are there and how come we accept we accept energy exchanges that don't need to go too deep, that just kind of lateralize us, we kind of spin. What, what keeps us there? Because we know something is wrong. And by now, narcissism has become a common topic because the way our world is run in many ways is that. Everybody's fighting for themselves. Yet why and how can we exchange energy when there is none? How can we learn to navigate around the cat and mouse games that tell us we don't see what we've seen or hear what we've heard? And then the denials and the accusations and, you know, they're projecting. They tell you exactly who they are by what they're blaming you for. Oh, you're cheating on me, and you know you're not cheating on them, but they're cheating on you. And narcissists tend to cheat because they don't possess empathy for their partner or even the other person or even themselves. So if they just cheat, to them it's a big so what. But yet they'll take the time to do it because it validates that they are wanted, needed, and loved, which is where they are hurt. And that's why I want to talk about this from that angle today. Because I can go on forever as to the characteristics of the person, but now I want to talk about the conversations that you may have so that you know at least realistically where you are. Because you are dealing with an already very fragile person. As strong as they look, they are equally as fragile. And why is the truth such a problem? 
in your relationship. So if we can answer these things, at least if you are there and you want to stay, I know many women, more women than men, who stay because the lifestyle they're living is important to them. And they basically have minimal contact with their partner because he's always at work. So they don't care. I've seen it. And I've also seen the extreme, and this is a current situation, of someone who's been married for 38 years to a woman who is. It's all about her. Anything he wants to do is a problem. Anything she wants to do is what they both do. All the way down to being called out legally, which she did, being rejected by her children. There is nobody left in their lives, no friends, no children. Children only communicate with him. Nobody they knew before. Everybody now is gone. He has been isolated from his entire network, and he is still there, hoping for a good day. So what keeps people there? He asks me all the time, why am I there? Why can't I leave? Because he doesn't feel he would ever be okay without her approval, because he's been so tied in to getting her approval. So why have you been chosen? Why did they choose you? And why do you choose to stay when their energy exchanges aren't very good? Because I found out from people who are in those relationships, there's one good thing that may keep them there. And they don't know why they put up with all the other things for that thing. So just know if you're ever anywhere in your life and there are things that are going on that don't feel right to you and you don't leave, your biggest question is I must be exchanging enough energy with this soul, even though they are hurt, even though they are insecure, even though they have these really unattractive characteristics of you know, ego, of of lying, of cheating, and not caring that they're hurting you. But there's something that is holding you there. They say that somebody who has a long-term relationship with what they call a covert narcissist or the ones that manipulate and you don't realize you're being manipulated and then years later you realize they didn't even care and you you were working full throttle for this person. That on the exit of a relationship like that, you cannot communicate with that person ever again if possible. And if you do, it should be through an attorney or a family friend that has been trusted by both parties because the manipulation runs so deep that the relationship, the whole exchange of the relationship was based on control of some kind. 
So they have to take the person out. But the kicker is the therapy that they need to give a person who has exchanged energy with a narcissist for many, many years. They have to literally do therapy like they do to deprogram somebody who is leaving a cult. That's how deep the manipulation goes after you've been with someone for years in a relationship that is a narcissistic-run relationship. What happens is that you know something's wrong, but you haven't really been able to ask yourself because there is a sense of reward still there. So what happens to you is you might find yourself complaining to, you know, to your partner, like, hey, you know, that can't be right what you said, and you start giving the details of why it can't be right. And then they turn around and say, wow, you must really be insecure. Now, the entire issue of what was right or wrong is gone, and the focus is on your insecurity. And then you start to ask yourself, wow, you know, I might be insecure. Why would I want to know that? Why would that matter to me? And then you start questioning yourself, and they start questioning you, and whatever they did is off the table. But you're there. So you want to be there still for some reason. But then you start complaining to friends and family or or your colleagues at work. And that's a sign. And you may not be listening to yourself. You may be having like those feelings like, I can't put my finger on it. Gosh, why, why do I feel so insecure all of the sudden? Is this person suddenly hurting your feelings or making you feel bad about yourself? Because what they found is that energy exchange of making you feel bad about yourself is why you stay. You get to the point where you feel so insecure that you cling, cling to the partner. And you feel insecure when you're apart and when you're together. So that insecurity just comes in quietly and makes you question yourself. Oh, I can't tell him I noticed that. Because if I say something, then he's going to get mad and he's going to turn it on me. You start to know that. You start saying it out loud. And then the signs that the relationship may not be a good one for you starts to enter our minds. So listen carefully to what you are saying out loud to other people because that tends to be the first realization that you are not exchanging healthy energy with another person. Because you'll start saying things that you did not want to acknowledge. And then you, you'll start to question yourself, like, well, how, how do I move? How do I get out of here without the other person talking bad about me? Like, 
they talked bad about the last person they were with, to me. And a lot of people who are nice or giving have a hard time hearing that. And sometimes it may have nothing to do with you at all, despite what they may tell you, that the relationship has gone south. But because of the manipulation, because of the insecurity that you now have, that everything is your fault and has been accepted all this time, even though you know now it may not be your fault, it becomes hard to leave. Another characteristic that they found in people in a relationship with somebody who's narcissistic is that they know how powerful their first meeting was. That's how they got sucked in. They were like the sun and the moon to this person. And they're scared that that their partner is going to woo someone else like that and find that happiness outside of them. I know it sounds like a weird, crazy thing, but they're not ready yet to release that person back into the world because deeper inside, because our instincts are really strong, we know that they're going to just replace us. And it's going to be another whirlwind, great relationship that will outdo any relationship they have ever had. And if you're in the same circles or you know the same people, you are going to hear it and you don't want to hear that. Which tells you there's still an emotional tie or there's unhealed business going on inside you. So despite the difficulties of the relationship, it is really hard to end a relationship with a narcissistic person. Because of that, it's like the backlash. You're great until you're not. You're, you're wonderful until you're not. You're perfect until you're not. And breaking up with them isn't just saying, hey, you know what? I don't think we're right for each other like a normal couple might say, and they may part ways. And a lot of times they may even stay friends. But when you're dealing with a narcissist, it's all or nothing. Once the relationship ends, you most likely will not ever interact with that person because that person will not want to see you because you will be a reminder of their failure. One man told me about his ex-girlfriend who still wanted to see his children and spend time with them. And he said, I just, I can't see you again because every time I'll see you, it will remind me that you did not want to be with me. That's a quote. And the person releasing them couldn't handle them having a brand new love because they know how powerful their partner is in the beginning, even though they fizzle out over time. So a lot of acceptances need to happen inside 
of your heart inside of your mind for you to be able to have a healthy energy exchange that will not hit a wall. If you say the truth, like, gosh, I feel like I got lost here. They'll be like, why? I provide you with this. I provide you with that. I do this for you, that for you. And all of a sudden, this lit just gets put back on you of everything they're doing and you're not. And people cannot handle that kind of evaluation or that kind of inventory. So you do have trouble leaving. We all would have trouble leaving in a situation like that. And this has even happened to people in therapy, people who know exactly what this is, who know exactly why it happens. And still, because there are no symptoms for at least the first seven encounters that you have with a narcissistic personality of that behavior, other than the warning signs of how they speak about their past relationships. And still people get sucked in because they think they're the special one. They're the one that's going to make the change, going to make it better, going to fix it, going to be the right one, going to be the best one. They're the ones who are going to show everybody that they can make this happen. It is such a tricky Slippery slope. So we think that if they're successful at work and they may not be that nice at home, I could take that. Because we're like admiring through being associated with that person. But you have to ask yourself, is the relationship worth what you have to give up? And I know people in relationships like that who won't even ask themselves that question because they are scared of the answer. Because if they answer themselves, their energy exchanges are going to be more hostile. And they know that. So they figure if they don't answer the question, they can pretend it does not exist. Would your self-esteem be better if you are on your own, away from a critical or neglect, neglect, you know, neglectful person? Even if you don't get stroked with love once in a while, you may be getting more out of the connection, so you stay. When you start asking questions, now you're thinking, gosh, you know, kind of got lost here. I'm not really sure where my life just went, but I can be here and do this. This is easy. I know what to do. All I have to do is cook and clean and listen. And then when he's not here, I'll just do what I want. He does. And then you learn to hide your happiness. You learn to hide and live a separate life. You kind of splinter off into a side. If they're gone enough, You have enough time to live your life, have a completely different existence from them, side by side, and then just deal with them when they're around. I've seen that. I've seen it to the point where the male in the couple, because this was one couple, and they were one of the first people 
that I ever, ever worked with. But he said to her in a demanding voice when he realized that she, in her time away from him, has created a whole life. She started volunteering at the kid's school, never even really told him, knew he wouldn't care, taking care of her kids, making friends they didn't share, which really bothered him. So when we were talking, he demanded that she let him be a part of her life. He needed to own the life she created to be able to balance herself enough to stay with him. So if he took that, there would be no way for her to stay because now she had no escape. But you know what happened? When he demanded to be part of the life she started without him, even though she was still married to him, even though they had a family and children, when he demanded to infringe on her happiness because she knew that if she only had him, she would have been destroyed. She did that out of like a self-survival technique in her mind. She knew that she couldn't allow him to do that because it would break down their energy exchanges. She would not have enough fuel to deal with all the packaging that comes with narcissism. Forget who it's in. And the fact that he wanted to come in because she knew he would ruin those relationships that she has formed without him. And there was a part of her, which it came out later, 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 on just a private one-on-one with the two of us, not with him present. She actually admitted that she was embarrassed to introduce him to people and for people to see her shrink that she feels good around. She couldn't handle that mirror. Really think about that. You can stay, but people who do stay, they have these different kinds of survival techniques. And then they get away enough to see what's going on. And then they themselves start mimicking the behavior of the narcissist by limiting what they can see, touch, feel, or hear about their lives to protect themselves from the narcissist getting in and ruining it or taking it away or telling them that they can't do that because they're enjoying it way too much or you don't have time to do that and then giving you more things to do and more things to do. The kinds of sabotage that happen. So it's a tricky world to say that, oh, you know, I'm I'm having to work on it because that's the energy exchange term you will hear most. We are working on this. We are working on that because you have to. You have to. Because there's other things that happen here. 
there's something you need to be very conscious of in a relationship with someone like that. It is critical that you recognize where and how they need to have their self-esteem enhanced or pumped up. You'll find that you use a lot of words like, you're so great, just to kind of pick up their insecurity because you start to realize at first you think they're way stronger than you, that they're actually a lot weaker and that you're actually the one who's strong. You're the one who can handle the breakup, not them, or handle the relationship, not them, but you always have to be 10 steps ahead. It's like telling a child a good bedtime story late at night. They need that kind of comfort because that's where they got hurt. It was the first 18 months to four years in their lives. If you could think of it as an adult brain with intellect and an emotional, very young child, you can exchange energy with that person without taking what they do personally. The only issue is it does start to break us down because it's exhausting. But we just touched the surface on this. I hope this helps the person I talked to the other day. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. I can't believe we run out of time so fast. But listen to this show a couple times. Really, if you are in a situation like this, listen to it a couple times. Give yourself the chance to educate yourself so that you know what you're dealing with. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.